What up, what up, what up? Hey guys, it's Sarah Becci and welcome back to The Last Millennial. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys, talking with Angie. She's a longtime friend of mine and she is popping off on TikTok and we get into it. We talk about the differences between millennials and Gen Z because we're like really right on the cusp there. We talk about her tour on Baby Shark Live. You heard that right, Baby Shark Live. You have to listen to what she has to say about her experiences there. Working as an actress and singer, and we also play two games. One is Saucy Throwbacks. I show her some iconic pictures that she needs to identify. And that's So 2000s, where Angie brings us the ultimate 2000 starter pack that she figures out in less than, I'm not going to tell you because you have to find out. It is incredible. Please strap in. Here we go. Let's get it. Episode four. Basically, the whole reason I started this thing was to get to know the person behind the talk. So behind the talk, <laughs> behind the talk. Well, so, here I am behind the talk, behind the talk. or in, in front of the talk, I guess. We're now in front of it. <laughs> so you have gained some notoriety. You have like twenty-five k now. Not to flex or anything. Not to flex or anything. And a lot <laughs> of your TikToks that have become like more famous are or more viral are the ones about you talking about your childhood in the early two thousands and then comparing it to like thirteen year olds now. How did you come up with that idea and like what inspired you to get on the talk? So basically, during quarantine, well, it was actually pre quarantine um, that I downloaded the talk. Um, and I like didn't tell any of my friends because like it was not cool as a millennial like to have TikTok, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> like I I would see like funny videos on Instagram, like on the meme accounts that I follow, and they were TikToks. And I was like, why don't I just like go to the source material? So I did. <laughs> and when I was on tour, um, I would like, you know, scroll before I went to bed, whatever. And then when I came home, I was like, oh, mm. well, now that I have so much time, like I could make funny TikToks. Like there are people who make TikToks and I could be funny too. So um, also while I was home, I was like going through my closet, like my childhood closet, like everybody was doing. And I found that like wretched pink polo that was in like video that was like, went the most viral. And I, I wore it like my seventh grade picture day. And I was like, I thought I was like the main character. Like I thought I was the hottest shit wearing this polo. Make no mistake. I thought that like the hottest guy at school was like gonna like come up to me and be like, Angie, where did you get that? You look so sexy. I didn't even know what the word sexy meant in seventh grade, but I was like, he's gonna say that word to me. So finding that polo and then watching TikTok and like seeing all these like cringy dances, like Charlie, the queen of TikTok, like doing all these dances. And you know, much like everybody else, I went through that phase where I was like, oh, these girls are like, oh, they're over-sexualizing. And then I found out that Charlie was 15 and I was like, ah, like, woo. okay. If I was doing that on the internet, at 15, I wouldn't be here. I would be dead. I would be six feet under the ground. So I was like, we were so unfortunate looking compared to like the Charlies of today. No Gen Z is going through like an awkward phase at all. So I was like, I can make a video about that. Like there's a lot of millennials on the platform now. Like I think that would be like a fun, relatable video. And like overnight it got, I think it got like 30K like like. I was like, there's a lot of millennials on this platform who think they, they remember the olden times of the Cotton Eye Joe. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's how that video happened. And then like, I just kind of kept rolling with it with like the Gen Z versus millennial stuff. And I'm trying to branch out now and like do like 
other funny things, just like trends on TikTok that are funny. And yeah, that's how all that started. I'm seeing you with the the newest Ariana Grande one. I had to watch it back because I didn't get it at first. And I was like, wait, why does she look kind of weird when she's like in ominous lighting in her bed and why does she look a little deformed <laughs> like <laughs> oh it's because she's wearing a literal sweatshirt under her lingerie <laughs> yeah I was hoping I was hoping that one would take people a couple times because like part of like figuring out what goes viral like what gets viral things is like getting more views so like if you have a person sitting like watching your video through like two or three times like then the algorithm will push it out more to more for you pages so I was kind of like mm, I'm gonna put a little, little easter egg at the end and like hopefully people will get it and if they don't they'll just rewatch it <laughs> and then I'll get more views <laughs> that's a good idea I didn't even like I knew that the time spent after watching that um, documentary The Social Dilemma um, knowing that they are monitoring how much time you're watching and you're eyeballing these videos. And I didn't even think of that, that TikTok probably used that to push out more views and pushing out this video. So that's really smart of you. You're like bringing in all like the, the tick, tips and tricks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm working with this guy and he's like a social media strategizer guru kind of guy. He <laughs> actually told me about that. Well, that's cool. So you're working with him and you're like trying to push out more content. Yeah, so, I'm going to start a YouTube channel soon too, so. She's starting a YouTube. I am so excited. Count me as the first <laughs> subscriber. I'm what? ready to rock and roll. Oh yeah, it's just going to be pure f***ery, which is going to be great. Like the first episode is like a behind the scenes of my, um, my jean jacket video. So I did a video on my TikTok. It was like a 30 second like music video called My Jean Jacket. And it's really just an ode to all basic white girls who just don't have anything else to wear in the fall and they think that wearing like black pants and a jean jacket like is a personality trait and I'm dragging them because it's also me like I am dragging myself in the creation of my jean jacket and it's just like you're in the fall you want to wear a crop top but you don't want to be cold you want to be trendy but you don't want like creepy men to look at you what do you do you wear an oversized jean jacket and it's fashion because it's oversized and it's fashion and it's fashion. So I made, I actually, what I did was I took the accountant song, which is also a thing on TikTok. It's like an actor who like makes this song about like, when anybody asks me what I do, I tell them I'm an accountant. Cause it's easier than explaining that you're an actor, you audition and that's your full-time job, blah, blah. So I thought that video, that video was like hysterical. So I was like, copy, paste, thank you. <laughs> And the guy who did the accountant song actually commented and he was like, this is the sequel that accountant needed. This is amazing. And I was like, you're like, this is everything I needed and more. Thank you. Literally. I was like, this is fame. This is what fame feels like. I'm feeling it now. This is the moment that I'm going to look back and recognize as fame. Literally. Well, there, there was a few other moments that, that moment? came with Oh my God. Okay. Sarah, truly wild. So with the, with the millennial versus Gen Z dance one, the one with the pink polo that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So that video ended up in so many different places. It ended up on Reddit specifically on like the, the TikTok cringe subreddit, which like, I don't, I don't really go on Reddit very much, but my cousins, I have like a, I have 14 cousins. We have a big group chat and I woke up one morning and there was like a link to my video on the subreddit and it was like Angie's famous and it had like millions of, of views and like thousands of comments and stuff. And I was like, how did this happen? Who put this here? Who like, it downloaded it? Literally who downloaded it? <laughs> who was like, this is worthy of the TikTok cringe subreddit. 
post. It blew my mind. So that was a thing. And also on Reddit, the comments are just so much different than like the comments on TikTok. Cause like the comments on TikTok are like, OMG, this is so funny. OMG, they don't get the awkward phase, like that kind of thing. Reddit, like they tear you to shreds. They really do. They were like, well, first of all, there's creepy guys who have nothing to do but scroll on Reddit and the people who just want to tear you to shreds, right? So- oh, What a great combo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like a healthy blend of that. One of the comments that was like across the board was, her eyebrows. OMG, her eyebrows. Is anybody else noticing her eyebrows? She's got caterpillars for eyebrows. Thank, well, what did it say? Thank this lady and her eyebrows for making this video or something like that. And then like, oh God, it was like, you look like a lesbian lumberjack with those eyebrows and that polo. I was like, first of all, I'm not even wearing flannel. So how do I look like a lesbian lumberjack? Second of all, I have great eyebrows. You're just jealous. And then one of the other ones was like, oh my God, but seriously, like who's the girl doing like the classy bougie ratchet dance? She's hot. Like gross stuff. Not stuff that I can't repeat on this podcast. <laughs> Things that we quite literally cannot repeat. No. So I, I took those comments and I made TikToks about them. <laughs> And I dragged them to Phil because we love a good drag. Yeah, because like, what else do you do when you're being dragged? You drag them right back. So, That's what yeah. makes it fun. That's what gives you power is like when you just don't care because in a relationship, the person who holds the power is the one who cares the least. And so <laughs> it's, so, it's true. so true. So like when you're doing that, it just shows your power. You're just like, I am the all powerful Angie and I cannot be stopped. Absolutely. And I'm, I don't even know if those people ended up seeing that TikTok video because I did. I did end up getting a lot of follows on TikTok because of Reddit, which is great. You've always been a very funny gal, um, and you're an actor, correct? So tell me a little bit about that, that journey. Yeah, so I went to Wagner College for musical theater for a degree. I graduated uh, in spring of 2019, so I've been out for only a year now. Well, I guess like a year and a half now, which is so weird. Like, I feel like I've been out of college for like six years. So right after I graduated, I went to do summer stock at, at the Ocean City Theater Company in Ocean City. I did like Mamma Mia and then like a couple of other theater for young audience shows which is where, really where like I found that I shine. So I was doing that. And then um, when I got back from that, I auditioned for the esteemed, critically acclaimed Baby Shark Live, the musical. And it was my first like real professional New York audition ever in my life, which is kind of like embarrassing to say, but I booked it. <laughs> and I went on tour with Baby Shark Live musical for three months. <laughs> that is fame because Baby Shark has literally rippled through America and across the globe, honestly, and has been become such a meme. So the fact that you were on tour live with Baby Shark is just, that's fame. To me, that's fame. I don't know how you get hired. Oh yeah, it was it was honestly like it was a surreal like situation because first it was like oh my god like, this is a it's a national tour like this is amazing like out of college whatever and then I was like I'm gonna be singing Baby Shark do 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 for like three months straight. How do I feel about that? Like, are you gonna, like, did you kind of go crazy a little bit? Like, did the songs ever get old or did you get even more into it? Well, that, that's the question actually that like, the top question I get asked about tour. And honestly, you just kind of get used to it. It's like you, when you go to work every day, it's like, oh, like a normal person like checks their email and like checks their to-do list and I sing Baby Shark and wear a pig costume. It's just a normal day at the office for me, you know? <laughs> so the brand Pinkfong, the one that like put out the video to, to begin with, it's like a 
a children's brand. So they have other songs that they put into the show. So basically, our director, choreographer, slash writer of the show put together this whole, it's basically like a jukebox musical, but for kids. So it's got like Wheels on the Bus, it's got like Skidamarink, we do Five Little Monkeys Jumping on the Bed, and then other Pink Fong songs that are like for the kids. And costumes are out of this world, Sarah. Like truly, like... I was wearing a banana, like a full banana costume for one of them. Like I was a literal dancing banana for a song. I was a pig, a tap dancing penguin, and a fish puppeteer. So I was like this Martha Graham, like bodysuit situation with these like frillies on our arms to make it look like we were underwater. And we had confetti cannons at the end. So it was a full like cinematic experience. That would be my favorite part is like the confetti cannons at the end, but I'm sure there were kids screaming, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there was kids screaming the entire time. Like, there was never a time when I looked out in the audience and, like, we had the full attention of everyone in the audience because <laughs> it's for kids, you know, like, three and under. But, yeah, at the very end, it actually ends with, like, a Baby Shark Live, like, EDM remix. That's pretty lit. <laughs> yeah, like, full light show, full, like, everything but the kitchen sink, like, fog. It was more like a jukebox musical concert for kids. Honestly, I kind of wish I got tickets. I feel like I missed out a little bit. I have a full version if you want. I can. Oh, I love. <laughs> Please. Okay, so now because of quarantine, you're obviously home, and are you auditioning for more stuff? Like, what are your goals for the future? Like, what would be like your dream role? What would you love to do? Okay, so. So yeah, obviously with quarantine and everything, like it's it's a very different world now. Theater is not happening unfortunately some places it is and in safe ways but you know broadway is closed until further notice that kind of thing so actually during quarantine i also filmed a commercial my first like weed in a commercial which was super cool what commercial tell us about that yeah so it was a commercial for pull everywhere which is kind of like zoom but it it allows you to there's like more features in it so you can like ask questions to like if you're doing like a lecture and it's like 50 people and like it's easier for everybody to type in and say like yes no or like this is my answer and like it's easier for the host to see like if people are actually paying attention and what people's responses are instead of like oh I can you oh no no oh no no you go ahead no you go ahead oh I, okay and it was really cool because it was all remote. So the production team like sent me all the equipment and setting everything up, like the lights and the camera. It was, I mean, it was like a, it was like a Canon, like regular camera. Like it wasn't anything huge, but like they, they FaceTimed me while, while I was like setting it all up. So I could, wasn't like breaking anything, but uh, I set up my, they, it was filmed in my living room, the commercial itself. Yeah. The day of filming, they were on Zoom with me and they, it, they were like directing me through Zoom, the whole script and everything. That's crazy. Technology. Yeah crazy yeah I mean technology is insane but yeah they there was another they put a program in my computer where they could like control the camera so like the cameraman was able to like focus and like make sure all the colors were there and like fix the light balance and stuff it was insane and they could control my computer too so like they were like fixing it all like in front of my eyes it was it was it was wild and you just had to sit but, there and look pretty yeah exactly I did my own hair I was my own hair and makeup squad um and <laughs> And yeah, it's uh, it's on their website now, which is really cool. Okay, you're definitely gonna have to send that to me so I can I will. a little yes. tool here for the for yeah, I'll send you I'll send you a care package. It will include Baby Shark Live musical and my pull every record, my crowning achievements in life, and the clip of, of of my TikTok on the Hoda and Jenna show. That was that was exciting too. Wait, okay, another famous moment. Your clip was on the Hoda and what show? Hoda and Jenna. It's the Today Show. It's the Today Show on NBC. So it was on the Today Show. Yeah. 
Okay, now, how, did that, how did that come about? How are you just like, okay, there's me on TV? Okay, so, well, first of all, I was doing the most glamorous thing ever in the world when I found out that it was on TV. I was teaching children a craft. So the Today Show, like the verified Today Show account, like commented on my video and was like, this is so funny. Can we use this on our show? And I was like, is that real? I was like, so I commented back. I was like, of course, like whatever. I was like, well, I responded back. I was like, of course, like, let me know like if and when it airs or whatever. No comment back. I was like, okay, whatever. Fine. Two weeks later, I am getting like a bunch of uh, notifications and comments on, on that video. That's like, you're on the Hoda and Jenna show. This, this TikTok is on the Hoda and Jenna show. Like, like this comment, if you're watching this on the, on the Today Show right now. And I was like, so like, because I was teaching, like I couldn't watch it, right? So what my best friend actually works for NBC. She does like the analytics for like the news. So I texted her and I was like, hey, um, any chance you have like a live feed of the Hoda and Jenna show right now? And like any chance you could tell me like if I'm on TV? And she called, she FaceTimed me immediately. She was like, you're on the Today Show. Like I'm screen recording it for you so you can save it forever. Like blah, blah, blah. Hoda like butchered the heck out of my name, but it's fine. I still love her. It was just, it was another like, oh my God, like this is insane kind of moment. Wow. And it's only the beginning. It really is only the beginning. Yeah. I'm excited to see where like TikTok takes me and, and YouTube and I'm, I just like making people laugh, you know, and it's this whole quarantine has, has taught me that I can really like create my own material. I never really thought that I would be able to like, I, I can't like write a play. I mean, I probably could write a play if I really wanted to, but like that was never something that interested me. But like sketches, skits, SNL, that kind of thing, like I, like stand-up comedy even, improv, like that's the stuff that I really love and then I feel like I shine in. To, to circle back to your question about my like dream role or what I would want to do, I feel like in Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, like they're kind of like my role models. Like I, I love, they're just creating stuff for other people to be funny and creating stuff for them to be funny. And they work with a lot of the same people because they're all like just friends from UCB and like they just, they get each other. They work really well. I feel like I'm, I'm finding a lot of like just other creators that I'm finding on TikTok that like we mutually follow each other now because we both think we're funny. And like, I don't know, once, once quarantine is over and like we meet, like, end game like I, I we're gonna get there all together like I feel like it's 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 just the start of a new chapter you know it's over once you guys are in person it's just like a, it's signed sealed delivered you guys are ready to rock and roll I'm so absolutely absolutely also singing was like always my first passion yeah. so being able to be funny in a musical like that's like top tier. Like if I could be like Dawn and Waitress, one of my dream roles for sure. And also like musical comedy is another thing that I've obviously like kind of dipped my toe in with, with TikTok and stuff. Cause funny songs are like great because they get stuck in your head. It makes you laugh all day because you're like, oh, I'm singing this stupid song about a jean jacket, but like, it's so true. You know what I mean? Board so, in the house and I'm in the house, board, board. Board in the house and I'm in the house, board. Like TikTok has birthed such, such beautiful, like silly content that's just, it's great. It's great. I love it. Things that we'll never forget in our, in our head and we can still talk about even when like TV, because a lot of productions got shut down when we can't talk yeah. about all the new shows. You can be like, have you seen this video? This is so relatable. I don't know if you've seen anything about like Charlie's family, like the D'Amelio family. They have like, they're like a whole brand now. Like they have their own YouTube channel. Like they are just all famous. Like the Kardashians, they're like the digital version of the Kardashians. They really are. They really are. And I watched, I watched an interview with all of them the other day and like, it kind of bothers me a little bit because yeah, Charlie is like a, a beautiful dancer. Like she really is a, a great classically trained dancer. But like her family is just so boring. Like they don't, they're kind of like, 
watching paint dry a little. They're not hitting each other with purses like the Kardashians. Oh, I know. I'm like, excuse me, if you're going to go down this reality TV route, like, you're going to have to ham it up a little bit. Like, you can... I will gladly insert myself into your family dinners just to like spice it up a little bit so you can have some stuff for the camera, you know? In the baby shark costume. Here I am. Yeah, in my banana costume, I will come up and just, I'll just, I don't know, whack the table. Like I'll just make, start a food fight. I don't know, just add some zest, you know? Some zest. I totally, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm excited to see like where, where that goes. And to me, it's exciting more so like digital platforms. And like you said, we studied acting growing up and we never really thought that we could really create anything on our own because we were taught that it, it's a team effort and it, and it still is. It's not that it's not. It's just that we do have these devices in our hands and we can edit and we can come together and create our own content really without anyone else. It's better when we have other people, but we actually do have that power in our hands. So it's cool that you were able to take that and your funny, exuberant, bombastic personality and, you know, throw it on, throw it on the talk and have us all enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Like the, having TikTok as an outlet for quarantine, like definitely just helped me in general because I was like, oh my God, I was doing what I love for, you know, when I was on tour every day and now I'm not. I feel so unfulfilled. And also there's a global pandemic happening. So like, what's a girl to do? And then I was like, oh, well, I can make myself laugh and make other people laugh. So let me just keep going with this whole TikTok thing. Exactly. We love that. Okay. So yeah. now I would like to do the game. So we, I have two games that I want to play with you. I'm not going to tell you the second one at first, but the first one is I'm going to send you some pictures and I want you to identify them for me and tell me what your associations are of them and explain them to me. I'm going to send you some throwback items. We're going to educate the younger viewers about what they are. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. This is, this game is actually reminding me so much of one audio that's like, for the older generation of TikTok, people born in the early 2000s, late 90s. I was like, the older generation? I'm only 24. Why? Why are you trying to drag me like that? Also, we're not that old. Like, it's crazy how, like, on this app, we're considered old and we're not in real life. I know. I know. Like, we're young and sprightly compared to, like, everybody else in the world, you know? And then there's there was another video that was, like, this this boy who was, like, in the early 90s, they had Bye 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 by NYSNC, like spelling out in sync, like as if it was like an acronym. And I was like, boy, you bet, you better not. Anyway, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, should I look at the pic? I just had a visceral reaction to this photograph. So um, it is the quintessential hand candy of the late 90s, early 2000s, otherwise known as a pink Motorola razor. And one thing that like, amongst other things that the Gen Z of today will never understand is pressing the button four times to get to the letter S. Like you will never know the pain that we went through. Like the carpal tunnel that we have now, like you'll never know because the S is right there, but it's not on the Motorola razor, which is all that we had. And, and the, the terrifying, like, gut-wrenching feeling that you received when you accidentally clicked the internet button in the menu, because 
our parents didn't pay for internet on our phones because that was not the thing. Data was not like unlimited. It was like, God forbid you went on. They were like, yeah, why is the phone bill up? How many dollars this month? Exactly. Like there was no such thing as like internet on the phones. And if you had internet on your phone, you were like a businessman with a Blackberry. Like that was not, you were not going on Facebook. You were not going on Instagram. Okay. This is the next one. (sighs) These are such deep cuts, Sarah. So this is um, the iPod Nano, which I totally had when I was in middle school. Yeah, middle school going into high school, I think. And then I upgraded to the iPod Touch, which I felt like the bougiest bitch in the entire world walking around with my iPod Touch. But yeah, the iPod Nano was just arguably, I would say, one of the most like convenient things to ever have. But I also only had like three albums on there. One of them was Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen because I stole that from my dad. The second one was um, the Metamorphosis album by Hilary Duff because that was peak early 2000s content. I believed that I was Hilary Duff when I was younger. Also Raven Simone, but she didn't have an album. And um, Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney. Those were the three albums that were on my iPod Touch. (laughs) The most important albums. I believed that I was gonna be married to Jesse McCartney by the time I was 20. And um, I was sadly mistaken, unfortunately. He was my first, oh no, Aaron Carter was my first concert and he took his shirt off and I was scarred. And I was like, mom, boys aren't supposed to do that in public. (laughs) You were like, mom, that's gross. Boys have cooties. Exactly. I was like five. I was like, mom. (laughs) Mom. Oh my God. I was going to a Bruce Springsteen concert when I was five. Just, just Josie girl things. Um, But I think, oh my God, my first like real concert was like, oh, it was the Hannah Montana Jonas Brothers tour when they went on tour together. Oh yeah. Oh, remember the curls? They all had really curly hair. They literally had, Nick Jonas had your hair. Like you are, you could be Nick Jonas for Halloween, just spray it brown. It's funny actually, because when I was on tour um, last I was on tour last Halloween. So two other of the girls who were in my cast, that wasn't English, but you know what I mean? We all, we love the Jonas Brothers. So we decided that we were going to be the Jonas Brothers for Halloween, but like the 2000s Jonas Brothers. So like I was Joe, I bought this wig that was like the bangs and like I got a fedora and the girl who was Nick, we put her in like a vest and like a t-shirt. The girl who we had as, as Kevin, she, we put her in like a red like felt blazer. Like it was... <laughs> It was, and we made a music video and we had one of our um, other cast members be Miley Cyrus. Like he dressed in drag and he was Miley Cyrus. Oh my God. That's absolutely incredible. Here's the next one. This might also send you. (gasps) Okay. AOL Messenger. So I, when I was younger, did not actually have AOL Messenger because my parents were incredibly protective. So I was not really on the internet until I was like in high school and like could kind of go on without them like knowing what I was doing. So like I never had the thrill hearing you've got mail or like having like an away message that was like meant for somebody else but like you know it's meant for like that one person. But I will say that my first email was SingStar61. So I feel like that's probably what, what my AOL, my AIM name would have been. But yeah, Sing, SingStar61 or Singing Freak123. Those were like my two go-tos. Because I was a singer, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Mine was um, srrockstar at yahoo.com. So I understand. And my password was family. <laughs> 
Because you're a family girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad made it. He was like, I have to know what your password is. And I was like, okay. He was like, something that you remember. And I was like, my family? <laughs> and he was like, that's the password. A sensible six-word password that, like, easily could be hacked. Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make that yeah, my daughter. Yeah. Now it's like A-E-Y-2-3-4, and you have to change it every five months. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, must have a capital, a lowercase, a symbol also must have an emoji. And you also must be able to say it backwards. Um, and you also have to do the security code to make sure you're not a robot. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're three for three. Here's the next one. Okay. <gasps> I love and miss every single day blockbuster video. Let me tell you. My mom and I, would go to Blockbuster every Friday. And it was like my like weekend treat that I got to pick out like whatever movie I wanted to watch, right? One time we got, it was, it was one of the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. So I'm pretty sure it was the one where they like go to like a cabin, like they go camping with their friends. I forget which one, it, which one it is. So we got that one and it was amazing. Like 10 out of 10 would recommend. And then we bring it back to Blockbuster. And I realized that I forgot to put the DVD. I don't remember if it was a tape or a DVD. I think it was a DVD at that point. If I, so I didn't put the DVD back in the case itself. So like we returned the case, but not the DVD. So like Blockbuster called us and they were like, hey, um, you didn't give us back our DVD. <laughs> we kind of need it. And, but like, I really kind of wanted to keep it. I like, we just like didn't ever bring it back. We were banned from Blockbuster after that. <laughs> Because of Mary Kay Nashley. All over Mary Kay Nashley DVD. <laughs> Which, like, is fine now because, like, I can watch Netflix at my leisure. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, sneaking into Blockbuster under an alias, which is great. But <laughs> not so great for them, unfortunately. Okay. Here's the next one. <gasps> the ramen hair on Justin. The ramen Trump. hair. Can we talk about the ramen hair? Because, okay. I was into it. The frosted oh. kids were hot back then. I was into it. Absolutely. It's funny you sent me this picture, like, exactly because, so at the start of quarantine, I also, like, have an Etsy shop, and I paint things as well. Um, so at the start of quarantine, I was making cards for my friends, like, put a thing on my Instagram, and I was like, send me your address, like, if you want me to make you a, a homemade card. So my cousin Val is obsessed with Justin Timberlake and has been for 20 years now. And I literally painted this picture and it was like on the card, it said like, roses are red. When it rains, it's gray. The next time you leave your house, it's going to be May. And she like, she Peter Pans. She was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Okay, here's the next one. Oh. <laughs> How are you doing this? Like, it's literally like you just are reaching into like the caverns of my, of my childhood and just like taking out all of these things. Okay. I, I collected Live Strong bracelets when I was in elementary school. And there, did you ever have like those like craft fairs at your school ever? Yes. Like, where, or the book, the scholastic book fairs were uh, yes, my auntie. Yes. Yes. And like where your parents would give you like $15 and you felt like you were the bougiest bitch, like walking around with a 10 and a five. Yeah. So I bought so many fake live strong bracelets because I was like, I need my, my arms need to be full of them. I need to live strong. <laughs> and that's what I did. Instead of working out, I'm just, I am strong. <laughs> yes. I, I think I am strong. Therefore I am strong. And that's how it works. Yeah, no, Live Strong bracelets. I still, 
I still have a full a box of them like up in my attic. Like I promise you, I did not get rid of them. You know, maybe we'll make a quilt out of t-shirts. Maybe we'll like make a table or something like, like a glass. Like, like I'll just like pour resin. Like I'll just put a yeah. bunch of Livestrong bracelet or like I'll make coasters. I can make yeah. coasters. You can make. <laughs> this is not a bad idea. I know. I know. They can be clear in the middle, and like you don't realize it, but yeah. like. There's a Livestrong bracelet on the outside. <laughs> okay, all right, there's one more, one more. Okay, this one isn't about- It is, it's quintessential. Is less about the people and more about what they're wearing. Okay, great. I think mean, this is number five. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit, it's different. That, <laughs> that Canadian suit, that all-jean ensemble that was worn by the iconic Britney and Justin duo. Yes. <laughs> this is like peak culture. When you think fashion icons, you think like Lady Gaga's meat dress and like Justin and Britney wearing like the all-jean ensemble. This was a Halloween costume like that shook the ages. Like I, I can't tell you how many people I've seen like recreate this look like for for Halloween for other various costumes I don't know why jean on jean was like such a thing that we thought was okay to do like in the late 90s early 2000s I don't know why I don't know who and especially when they were different colored jeans <laughs> like they were like at least try to get it to match I don't know like I'm all for taking a fashion risk but like it's a little a little too risky for me I think okay so basically you slayed the game I think it was seven in total now we're moving on to the next game. The name of this game is That's So 2000. Whatever you have on hand, do a 2000s starter pack. Three minutes, go. I have to get stuff? I have you to, have get, to stuff. Go get stuff? You have to go get stuff right now, wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm in my basement, so I have to walk up two flights of stairs, but I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm so excited to see what she comes up with. I wonder how many items she'll get. Okay. Are you back already? Are you back? Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a minute and thirty seconds. Yeah, I'm very lucky that like all of my stuff that I make for my TikToks is in one bag, and it's all my my early two thousand stuff. So I was like, just throwing shit in the bag. I got it. I'm ready. I'm ready for show and tell. Please take us through the 2000s starter pack. <laughs> okay, well, no 2000s moment is complete without a sweatshirt from a bat mitzvah that you'd cut, um, and it's neon, of course, because everything was neon, and it says got hula because it was a hula-themed bat mitzvah that I went to, and it's cut because, you know, everything was like layers 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 in the early 2000s um and oh you need something to hold your change in well good thing you have this sequined limited to change purse that held approximately 45 cents that's good because you didn't really have much more money than that when you were in the early 2000s oh you need something to hold your books in when you're going to school or you need something to bring a bring to your sleepover and you want your friends to think you're cool well, look no further, because we have the free bag that you would receive from Victoria's Secret when you spend a purchase of $75 or more, and it says Peace Love Pink on it. And, <laughs> what is it, $75? Yeah. 
it's reversible. Right. Oh, well, obviously you need an outfit for your first day of school. So good thing I brought lots of options. So we have this perfect, very um, amazing party in the H Co. shirt from Hollister and Company, which um, you can very easily layer with the following. We have a tank top with the lace on the top, of course, because it needs to peek out of the V-neck because, you know, it's not fashion unless you can see the tank tops under the shirt. So if that's not your style, we also have <laughs> the Abercrombie and Fitch pink polo option. Now, you can choose to wear this on its own, which is a fine option, or if you want to zest it up a little bit, we have other various tank tops that you can wear over it, such as this cheetah print tank top with a built-in cami bra, because you're a lady. And no early 2000s outfit is ever complete without your classic Bermuda short plaid pants. These are from Express, so they're a little bougie, not gonna lie. These were probably my mom's, but I stole them. Yeah, these are great to wear with a polo, um, or you could wear them with a graphic tee that you also got from Victoria's Secret in your purchase of $75 or more, so you could get the free bag. Or you could even wear your concert t-shirt from the Jonas Brothers concert in 2009. <laughs> I have that same shirt. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yes, did I just slingshot you back to 2009? <laughs> oh, let's see. Do I have any other fun things in here? Oh, right. How could I forget? Well, you cannot have your hair in your face because it, you're, it's the early 2000s. So you need to be able to, to see all of the... Um, iCarly and Victorious episodes that you're watching. So we have the Vera Bradley headband to keep all of your, your side bangs that you cut yourself in seventh grade out of your face. And also for your gym locker, we have the pink with a splash, sweet and flirty all over body mist. Now it's very important that you, <coughs> that you, <coughs> that you just spray this everywhere. Literally everywhere, you, oh my God. you, you don't want to be able to breathe after. See, like I'm joking, like you should be joking. If you're not joking, you're doing it so wrong. And no early 2000s outfit is complete without accessories, right? So we have the shutter shades, which are 0% functional, 100% fashion, because you can barely see out of them but they're great for parties. And if you're looking for something a little more functional, but still fashionable, we also have the punched out 3D glasses, which are also an option if you want your crush to think that you're like flirty, but also smart. And then if you actually are blind, like I was, we have real prescription glasses that I wore in the early 2000s in middle school. You know, they remind me of like the reading glasses my mom picks up at the grocery store. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. These are readers. These like are basically readers. Like I picked these frames and let me tell you, I was like, these are 
these are hot. Like I look like a sexy librarian. And last, no, two more things. So because everybody like just wanted to make sure that everybody had their friends locked down and like that, you know, you were friends for life. We made these many, many a friendship bracelet that you just kept, they, it, was the, it was the gift that kept on giving. Because if you saw your friend wearing it, you knew that like you were gonna be friends forever. And you also knew how to support the causes when you were, <laughs> when you were, you were a philanthropist in the early 2000s because we loved boobies in the early 2000s. And nothing says main character quite like listening to your old tunes on your iPod touch with your Paul Frank case. And that's what I got for you. That 2000 starter pack was probably the most epic thing. And the fact that you retrieved all these items in under a minute and 30 seconds, I was afraid that three minutes wasn't enough, but obviously I gave you too much time. Yeah, no, you, you really said, I'm going to give you this. And I said, oh, I'm not even going to run. I'm a sprint with this. I'm a sprint. Oh my God. It smells like sweet and flirty now because I sprayed so much shit. I like, I taste it in my mouth. Like this is reminding me of like changing in the girls locker room and like being nervous that they were going to see my booties. Oh my God, literally. And the boobs bracelet bracelet was like such a cool thing. Like that was how like you flirted with boys was like having the boobs bracelet bracelet. Cause they're like, ha ah, ha ha, like boobs. boobs. And you were like, what? These old things? Well, <laughs> I have to hide them now, but I support them. Thank you so much, Angie. This has been so much fun. I, I think I cried a little cause I was laughing so hard. I definitely peed a little. So I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> So if you want to follow your TikTok, drop the at. What's the at? Yes. If you want to follow me on TikTok and Instagram, they're the same at. It's at acoos31. A-C-O-O-Z 31. And what's your, is your YouTube channel going to have the same thing going on? It's going to, it's just going to be my name, Angie Kakuza. Okay. And then that Etsy shop though. Oh, that Etsy shop. Yes. It's uh, Kakuza Impressions. So my last name, C-O-C-U-Z-Z-A Impressions on Etsy. Awesome. So you guys better check out all of her content, both whether it's physical in art form or digital on the talk. You guys really need to check her out. She is hilarious. Thank you so much for coming on today, Andy. Thanks for having me, Sarah. This was so fun. Thank you. <laughs>